Hello, hello, and welcome to Who Sung It, an unofficial mass Singer podcast. I'm Bradley Field. I am Michael Davis. And we are in it. MS5 is alive, and boy, was that a weird one. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. That was a strange episode from top to bottom. Some of it welcome, some of it just... Yeah. Some of it not so much. Uh, so let's, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I feel like this episode, Michael, they've been hyping it up as... It's it's a game changer. This is a game changing season. We're gonna use this as our motto as far as the game and it's changing. But it, if nothing else, it felt bigger, didn't it? Yes, even without the audience still there, just you know, it just being the panel, it was still the performances. I mean, it was just it was in your face from the get go. Um, a, a quick broadcast nerd note: I love the graphics this year. Yes. Something about like the the lower thirds and everything. They look cleaner. They're like mainly black with some touches of of uh, fuchsia and cyan. Uh, I'm I'm kind of liking the the way it looks. Um, but that's that's not here or there. I will say though something just very random I noticed. So when they started guessing people and they were showing headshots and then they go to commercial, it used to be like here's the mask and then here's four or five decently sized pictures of who they just guessed. They've relegated that to a lower third. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like I know no one from this show listens to this listens to our podcast. There's no way we're not that popular. But uh, <laughs> yet I, I feel like, and I think I talked about this last season, where usually whoever has the best headshot is the most likely to be the person guessed because that's being provided by a publicist as opposed to just found online or through Getty Images. And so mm-hmm. I feel like they have shrunk all the photos, so we can't critique the quality of the photos. But that's just. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. I don't know if I shared that on, on here last year, but I, I could almost pick out based on, you know, the quality of the photos they used of someone, like how flattering a picture was. Like if it was a bad picture, like a, there's no way it's that person. They just pulled that off of Google. But um, anyway, that's that's the weirdest point I'm going to have tonight. Hopefully, knock on wood. Nisi Nash was our guest host. What do we think of Nisi? Honestly, I enjoyed it. Uh, she She's had great. a good, yeah. She had a great rapport with the panel. They got along well. She was definitely able to fill Nick's role in antagonizing Ken as needed <laughs> to be, which was early, frequent, and often. You know, so I mean, there was, you know, there was the banter, the playfulness, the interaction was good. It it felt very natural. I agree. She's she's a great host. I'm glad she's getting this opportunity. Um, apparently, Nick will be back later in the season, which. Okay, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind Nick. He's he's good, but Nisi needs Nisi needs to get her beak wet on some hosting gigs outside of this this little spot start she has for for Mass Singer Five. So um, good for her. I really love the one the one of two ways that Nick was present. They they apparently do all the VOs at the end of the season because he introduced the season with a voiceover, um, which you have a note later that we'll talk about with the Russian dolls involving Nick, but we'll get to that later. Um, but also, Nick sent a gift that was hilarious. The jar of yes. shame. Uh, <laughs> making the panel put 50 bucks in if they ever guess Jamie Foxx, Bjork, Johnny Knoxville, or Lindsay Lohan. Um, because And it was christened. <laughs> it, it didn't take long for them to, to, to put some money in the pot. So, um, with a Jamie Foxx guess early on. But honestly, not that bad of a guess. But No, not at all. But <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, group A, which by the way, last week we were totally wrong about who Group A was, but what else is new? Um, group A, you had Russian dolls, snail, seashell, raccoon, and porcupine. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. He is not porcupine. 
He is Robo Pine. Oh, he's Robo Pine. He reminded us of that. That's so dumb. But we'll we'll get to him later. <laughs> um, normally, traditionally, we would talk about who gets revealed first, and I guess we should continue doing that at least as long as we don't have wild cards popping up. Oh, um, something else. Something else about the wild cards. So, did you catch uh, at the very beginning during the the little montage at the beginning? You saw they had like the silhouettes of the of the wild cards. Yes, I saw a crab. Mm-hmm. I saw what was either a whale or a dolphin. Probably, a, I think it was a whale. I, um, I think you're right. Yep. But did you notice that they actually later in that same montage showed the crab? No, I did not catch that. He was like kind of teal and blue and purple. He looks really cool. Hmm. So there's a crab in there. We know that for sure. Um, I would say go back and go back and watch it. It was it was while they were showing like the. Uh, the little the stats that they haven't revealed just yet, which we'll we'll go through those here in a second. But it was it was while those figures, facts and figures were coming up on the screen, it showed him very, very briefly. Hmm. Um, cool costume. Cool costume. Um speaking of facts and figures, so this is I meant to write all these down, but thankfully they're on Wikipedia. Um we talked last week about there were 26 Grammy nominations, nine multi-platinum singles, four Oscar noms, three Super Bowl appearances, uh six gold medals, and two world records among them. This week, we know that in addition, a uh, quote from Wikipedia, the opening scene for the premiere revealed that the cast has, quote, a combined net worth of over $600 million, eight marriages, 25 gold and platinum records, 459 tattoos, over 55 million records sold, over 198 million followers. I'm, I don't know if that's Instagram, Twitter, everything altogether, or... Probably everything combined. Plus restraining orders for stalkers, who knows. Um, three, <laughs> three Grammy wins three Emmy nominations, one Oscar win, nine divorces, and 146 toes. Huh? There's, a, there's a lot to unpack there, Michael. Yes. The toes is the first thing because um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. Somebody either has an extra or is you have a few people who are missing. Well, some. here here here's the question. If you were just talking about contestants and what we know, you have 10 contestants. One of those contestants, Russian Doll, has at least two people. So that's 11. Mm-hmm. That's 11 humans. Um, and then so you that's have... 110. And then you have four wild cards that they, were, that they showed silhouettes of. So that's 15 people. So we're going to assume this is not including Clue Will Do. So you've got four toes missing. Now we, we know that who was revealed this week is lacking two toes compared to the normal person. So they get you at 148. So there are two other toes that are gone, and we are talking <laughs> about celebrity feet. Folks, welcome to Mass Singer Season 5. We told you it was going to get weird. So I guess I can tag this episode for, like, certain interests. No, I shouldn't do that. We, <laughs> no. shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. Let's keep uh, it on the family-friendly side it, of there, Bradley. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it G. Um, uh, gosh. But no, that I mean, that's an interesting fact. Um 459 tattoos, um, yeah. so I think we possibly have Adam Levine and or Post Malone. Can't have them both because the two of them combined are probably over about 800 <laughs> tattoos. Oh, man. And I, Lil, Wayne's, Lil Wayne would be into consideration, but he's already been on in previous season as the robot. So true. who yeah. else are heavily tatted celebrities? Oh, um, I mean, Mike Tyson has a face tattoo or hat. Does he still have it? Mm. I, well, here's the thing, like, 
I feel like most, I feel like they're, not most, I feel like a lot of celebrities have like a tattoo. Mm-hmm. But you're still at like 400, 459 tattoos. If you've got, when we said what, 15 cast members with Cludle Do? I see, I don't think this is including Cludle Do. Because you have 15, you have 10 contestants, one of them has at least one extra person, maybe more, plus four wild cards. So that's 15 people. I don't think this includes Cludle Do. Well, that would average to 30 tattoos a person. Jeez. And we know not every contestant has 30 tattoos. <laughs> so, so someone's, we, this is kind of like the, the old joke of like, um, you know, the average person eats two or ingests two spiders in their sleep every year. But mm-hmm. what, we, what we don't know is like, there's someone that's an outlier that's like eating a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were, <laughs> so, that, no, that's your fear factor contestants. True, true, true. That's, that's true. Um, <laughs> The the other one that gets me beside the tattoos is uh, eight marriages but nine divorces. So we're going to assume that's eight current marriages, like currently yeah. married. Yes. <laughs> um, that's the only way that would make any sense. But <laughs> unless there's like a common law marriage that you somehow went through a divorce proceeding. Well, if somebody married, divorced, they got back together with them, and then divorced again. But that would be two marriages of the same person, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's. I, I think you're right with that. That is eight current marriages and then nine total divorces over their history. Or, and hear me out, it's total bullcrap. Um, <laughs> that's that is possible as well. And we've got a sixty year old porcupine up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> let's let's jump into the performances. Um, you want to talk about the person who went out first, like we did previously? Yes. Let's okay, do that. Let's do that. So second snail. performer of the night. Second performer of the night, snail. Oh my word! I <laughs> loved that costume. Great costume. I was getting, I was getting uh, baby alien vibes from the concept. It it threw me back nostalgia wise. I think like doesn't the Macy's Day Parade use like uh, some giant animatronic snails or maybe one of the Disney parades or something? Um, I don't know. There, there, I've, I've seen like an giant animatronic snails in other like parades and events and stuff. So it really, it, you know, it, it felt, it didn't feel out of place. It didn't feel creepy because I've seen that type of thing somewhere else. It is very well done. And it was very, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out where is the performer? Are they sitting or is their head up inside the hat? So, and as we were talking, I said, yo, this, this could be an opportunity for someone with a disability to be on the show. I mean, it would have been a great costume for that. True. Yeah, you know, for in, for inclusivity purposes. I mean, you know. And... Um, I will say. So I've already listened to this week's episode of the official podcast. So here it is. Um, the they have a producer that's going to be on there the whole season talking with Bow Wow. So that's that's pretty good. Um, he said that this costume was remote controlled. Um, at least as, I guess, as far as being mobile, which, <laughs> okay. by the way, did you notice that there was like a trail of slime on the, on the stage? I did see when that. He, <laughs> when he came out from the mouth <laughs> down, like the video path, it was just this trail of green slime. So good. Green slime, by the way, green slime. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it's little details like that that they're yeah. doing that that's making the show really fun. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So. 
the clues, we'll, we'll start with the clues for this for this contestant. Uh, you had the eagle saying, here's snail, which gave a Johnny Carson type vibe, which everyone just latched onto. And they um, didn't just use any eagle, they used the eagle costume from Dr. Yes, Drew. the eagle costume from season two, three? Season three, I guess it was. Um, he says that uh, I've acted, directed, produced, recorded albums, even graced the Oscar stage, rub elbows with uh, Robert De Niro, Lady Gaga, Michelle Obama, best known for appreciating the talents of those around me. Uh, let's see, as far as physical or uh, visual clues, referred to him as a natural treasure. Uh, there was a UFO, there was a teddy bear, there was a talk show vibe and set. There were meatballs, and then, of course, rub, you know, rub elbows with De Niro and Gaga. Um, which, when I saw the meatballs, I thought this is way too direct because of it being a, a talk show set. My mind, initially, this before he ever said a word, before he ever sang, my initial thought was David Letterman. Do you remember a meatball bit with David Letterman around Christmas? I do not. I remember, I don't know how long he did this or, or anything, but apparently, if I remember correctly, they had a meatball on like a fork stuck at the top of a Christmas tree and they would pick certain guests to like throw footballs at the meatball and try to knock it off the off the top of the tree. And I guess they had like, I think I saw Peyton Manning one time and I think he nailed it. Of course, of course he did. So my, my initial thought was, okay, meatballs, talk show host, David Letterman, huh? And I'm pretty sure he's interviewed Michelle Obama recently. I know he, was, he interviewed uh, Barack Obama recently. Um, it, it just seems like a natural fit. And of course, that's kind of the direction that the guesses went. Um, did you have any thoughts from the from the clues initially? I didn't, and I will be honest. The first week for me, it's I've I've still got more questions than answers on a lot of people <laughs> because you know it's you've seen so little. You're trying yeah. to hear the voice. You're trying to start you know put stuff together. Um, so the first week, I kind of start to maybe see what some of the judges are saying and see if there's somebody there that I that I like. And there was one guest there that I was. I felt was a strong guess. Well, let's talk about the let's talk about performance first, and then we'll get into the guesses. Um, he performed he performed "You Make My Dreams Come True" by Hall and Oates. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wrote down he was definitely putting on <laughs> de quote definitely putting on a fake twang. Sounded older, maybe. Uh, I said not a terrible voice, but didn't have a ton of range. Um, and I, I love how he worked the costume. You know, the, the the tapping the foot and all that sort of stuff. I thought it was, you know, mm -hmm. brought the brought the costume alive. Uh, thought it was a solid performance. I didn't think he should have left. I think he should be going on next week. But that's beside the point. Yeah. What, what, what do you think about the performance? We we're the same page, I guess. Yeah, I think I was, you know, kind of shooting you some little texts, and I I said, you know, watching it here at the house, we were definitely that's that accent is a put on. It's too <laughs> it's too strong. It's not natural. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun, and like you said, watching the costume, you know, because there wasn't a lot going on but there was the foot tapping and a little bit of head bobbing but it was still a fun costume to watch it was still a very engaging and then you know it it made you laugh and i have a theory about the costume we'll talk about in a second um the guesses robin said jay leno or seth mcfarlane um which i saw a lot of people um putting out seth mcfarlane as maybe a clue do person but of course that's based on nothing uh, Nicole, right. initial guess, initial guesses were Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Sandler, 
And then Jenny guessed Mark Wahlberg. Your final guesses, though, I forgot to wrote these down here. So they're in the initial guesses. Robin wrote down Seth MacFarlane and stuck with it. Ken wrote down Jay Leno and stuck with it. Both Jenny and Nicole wrote down Adam Carolla initially, but then changed. Nicole said Billy Crystal, which frankly, is probably the closest guess to being right. Jenny said Ted Cruz. Yeah, Why? yeah. Jenny pulled a Ken. Jenny, Ken. Jenny pulled a Ken there. I mean, <laughs> actually, I think that's worse than Ken. <laughs> I mean, that's not left field. That's like the outer edges of the parking lot where even where even Uber doesn't go. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember how she landed on that. Like, I feel like there was something she said where she connected it to Ted <laughs> to Ted Cruz for some reason. I don't know. It's so yeah, weird. I mean that that that's the thing is. Ken's wild hair guesses, he has a path that still gets you there. You don't want to go down it. You know it's yeah. a bad idea, but there's a path. This was just like, rip, swing, do, what? Do we think Jenny's going to have a uh, a post-championship slump? We think that's happening? It, By the way, wearing a the, crown all night. Yeah. <laughs> the the Madden, is this the equivalent of the Madden curse, the Mass Singer we'll, curse? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, they were all wrong. It was Kermit the Frog. Um I love the reveal. <laughs> yeah, they pull the hat off. You're expecting the person's head to be under there. They're not. And Nisi kind of takes the peek in. And I think Nisi was legitimately startled. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. Um, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people post the clip of the reveal on like Twitter and stuff and just going like, what is wrong with our country? And <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was fun. Honestly, I kind of, I kind of wish they had kept it going a little while longer. Um, I understand yes. why you don't, though. But I I remember thinking when I saw the costume come out, I remember thinking that looks like a very Jim Henson looking creation. That looks like a very, a mm-hmm. very Muppet Workshop type of creature. Um, and I'm willing to bet that Fox didn't produce that costume. I'm willing to bet that somebody from the Henson organization had a hand. I, in it. it wouldn't surprise me because it look it looks very. I mean, it, it it looks like it fits into the rest of the show. It doesn't look out of place, obviously, but I feel like it looked very. Or maybe there was someone like whoever designed it had like a Jim Henson background mm-hmm. or something. So definitely drew on it for definitely drew inspiration from. Yeah. <laughs> at at the least. So. <laughs> Freaking Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's funny is that when you go back, Jenny said when they were talking about the voice, yeah. Jenny said, it sounds like he's pushing a Kermit the Frog thing. And see, that's not the first time she said that either. I'm pretty sure in previous seasons she has said, like, is someone trying to do an impression of Kermit the Frog or something? Like, uh-huh. Like, was that was that ever guessed? Even, like, jokingly? No, she like never it said it as a guess. It was just like... It's like they're trying to push their voice there. Yeah. When in fact they were trying to push their voice away from there. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, well, I, I guess two questions that kind of stem from the whole Kermit the Frog being the snail thing. Number number one, how much does this open the floodgates to quote non-human contestants? Like this this breaks it wide open. I like, don't think we'll see it much because I think then it would be seen as cheap and a crutch. I mean, what's next? Air Bud? I mean, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't think you could get away with it a ton when the audience comes back. 
And so I Correct. feel like they're taking the opportunity even more so than last season. I think they're taking the opportunity to get even weirder because they can do the virtual effects and they can do all this other stuff. But like if honestly, if this show were run by Warner Brothers, for example, you think they wouldn't be promoting Space Jam on this? And just like Bugs yeah. Bunny pops out of a, <laughs> a thing, he just like superimpose him in. So you're saying we could see Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin pop out? Don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's your Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. He he would be a great contestant, by the way. That's yeah, and see that that was who I kind of keyed in with when Robin said that because so much of the stuff kind of fit into his realm. Yeah. But I, I noticed another connection for, you know, when they were connecting all the stuff, the Eagle, Sam, the Eagle yeah, from the Muppet show. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is the, so the clue answers, it, if you're not looking at the uh, Mass Singer fandom page, by the way, I'll send you the link later, Michael, but it's, it's really good. And like someone goes in and it's like a big Wikipedia just for that individual costumes and stuff, <laughs> which I just love the breakdown of. Episode by episode, like first elimination, tenth place, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> so weird. Um, but yeah, the the clue answers. Giant teddy bear was a was a reference to Fozzie. Swedish meatballs for the Swedish chef. Sa- chef. Eagle cameo for Sam the Eagle. Um, Men in Black were holding musical instruments as a callback to the Electric Mayhem. The tiny UFO was a reference to Muppets hey. in Space. The treasure chest. I mean, he was called a natural treasure. I thought it was an extension for that, but it was a reference to Muppet Treasure Island, which, by the way, is an underrated film. Muppet Treasure yes. Island is so good. Um, and then the hint that the snail graced the Oscar stage is a clue to multiple appearances by Kermit at the Oscars. So there's there's your clues and your your answers. Um, what what a way to start the season! A great way. <laughs> what a way to start the season. Um, I guess the second question I meant to ask, though that this kind of brings to mind. So we're recording this on Thursday night, March 11th. Do you remember what happened last year on this date? Was this the first case detected? Well, no. So unrelated, but related to that, um, the, the WHO did uh, call it a pandemic on this day a year ago, but also later that night, uh, we found out that the bear was Sarah Palin. <laughs> ah, it was, and honestly, that I feel like that was the last time, other than maybe Baby Alien, I feel like that was the last time we had a true, genuine, like, shock, and like, did that really just happen on Mass Singer? Because like, okay. because last year it was, oh, well, here's the former governor of Alaska singing Baby Got Back. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> and doing a very good job of it at that. Disagree. Well, hard, I mean. Hard disagree. All considering, I mean, probably as well as you could have done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to call it good because it was not. <laughs> but someone who is dangerously close to becoming vice president, singing <laughs> so baby got back, and then and then that episode immediately went to it. Now here's the president talk about the coronavirus. Like, oh well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Me. But yes, but that was a year ago. And so I guess the question is, which one of these was more shocking? Kermit the Frog or Sarah Palin? (laughs) I think Kermit the Frog, because we were all expecting a person to somehow come out of there, you know? Yeah, I I guess I'll have to agree just because it's so so far out of left field. But 
I will say it was kind of like double ruined for me last year because that episode was the last time. Because like I always end up watching the show a little bit later than it airs. So we almost never watch it live. Usually we start it at like 8 or something. 8 Central. Mm-hmm. So we're usually uh, an hour behind. And I made the mistake of getting on Twitter <laughs> during the episode and just seeing like Sarah Palin. I'm like, oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the entire time, like, I'm just sitting there like a little bit fuming that I saw who it was. And Heather's looking at me like, what, did you see who it was? I'm like, yeah. Are you going to tell me? Absolutely not. <laughs> you're, you're, we're going to find this out together. I want to. I want to make sure it's real before I tell you who I saw it was. So, anyway, Snail was Kermit the Frog. Jolly. Um, let's move on to the other contestants. So, our, the first performance of the night was Russian Dolls. I thought they were pretty good. Um, as we discussed last week, it's multiple costumes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's made of wood. Huh. Because uh, so Nisi Nash, Nisi Nash, like knocked on it, and I mean, granted, you could post anything in there, but she said something like, "Oh, it's wood." So that's that's something. Um, cool costume, moving mouth, the clues. Um, been doing my own thing for quite a, quite some time. Not like in the beginning when I was the world's hottest toy. Uh, those were the days. Knew I was something more than someone to be toyed with, with uh, like a puppet. Showed a puppet master. Uh, as much as they tried to put me in a box, it just didn't fit. And the, there were boxes that said office and then recycle. Don't know what that was about. Uh, newer, shinier, manufactured toys filled the shelves. So I was cast to the side and it was the best thing ever. Turns out I can still sell out without being a sellout. Um, I'm ready to show there's more. There's even more beneath the surface. Um, the cludal do clues, which were, by the way, not really helpful. But the cludal do clue for this for this costume was a Russian doll can sometimes have 15 replicas of itself. So that's something. Yeah. Um, uh, visual clues. There was a sign that said Ms. Fitz Toys Store with a bunch of Z's. Um, there were breadsticks. There was milk or cream. There were, the, the quote about manufactured toys, there were a bunch of other toys on the shelf with it. Uh, very, I actually saw like real dogs too, like puppies. It was weird. Uh, the Puppet Master, cardboard boxes. There was like a ship's steering wheel, a helm. Uh, there was a park bench or a, a bus stop bench with the doll with a cowboy hat that said, coming to a country near you. Country music reference, maybe. A sign for the Garden State Highway. And then they got on a train and got out of there. Anything stick out to you? Um, The Garden State Highway seemed glaringly obvious. You know, it was me, you know, that's... Your first thought on that is Jersey, but uh, one of the panelists said, "Well, that you know that also runs into Philly." Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. But again, what can you trust? You know, it, is that mean Jersey or is that a play on something? You know, I mean, it's. But that that did just kind of stand out the most. I um. And then and then the other thing was the you know, the doing my own thing. You know, I was the world's hottest, but then cast aside for new and better things. And that, that gave me a lot of pop music vibes. You know, you're, you're pushed to the top. You're the hot new act. You're the hot commodity. And then somebody else comes along and, you know, you're relegated because of that. So. I feel like, so kind of going off of what we talked a little bit last week about people seeing the clip and going, Oh, that's handsome. If you, if you just go at it from, from that standpoint, 
you have the manufactured toys. Let me, let me get that quote again. Um, but I, let's see, a, a puppet. I, I'm assuming that they may have been a, a situation where they were manipulated by an agent or something. Uh, or or a much, label. Or Yeah, or a label. As much as they tried to put me in a box, I just didn't fit. Newer, shinier, manufactured toys filled the shelves, so I was cast to the side. If that doesn't sound like kind of what happened to them, because like they were popular, what, mid-90s? They, they kind of Late blew up 90s, in 1997 was when Mbop. Yeah, 96, 97-ish. That, that's kind of when, the, when they <clears throat> came out. And, um, and then they were kind of like pushed to the side when you had your, your, your quote traditional, your standard boy bands, your instincts, your Backstreet Boys, your Britney Spears. I can't think of anything more manufactured than kind of the way that pop music of that time sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and how some of those bands were legit like created <laughs> to just be make kind of how if there if there had only been a series called making the band yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. oh wait there <laughs> so i i feel like i feel like that is a uh a, a reference to that um but nothing else really stood out as far as like the physical toy the physical um clues the visual clues and and Heather, who apparently is a much bigger Hanson fan than I initially knew, um, <laughs> at least back in the day, um, apparently one of them had a blue toothbrush. She knew this. Anyway, <laughs> said nothing else really stuck out to her as being a direct clue toward Hanson. So um, I don't know what the Misfits toys thing is or the, the helm or coming to a country near you. Did they ever do a country album? I couldn't find anything earlier. Mm-mm. Um. They're from Tulsa, but, I mean, that doesn't really tell you anything. Anyway, they sang Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. I thought they did great. Yes. Um, what would you, you think about the performance? Very solid performance. Whoever was running those falsettos was great. I mean, it was the harmony. There was obviously more than one voice. How many voices? Not really sure. Um, I'm pretty sure at least two, possibly three. I'm pretty sure there were three voices. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Heather said is she, <laughs> she said that definitely the little, if it's Hanson, the little doll. So there were two dolls. If you don't know, and if you don't yes. know why you're listening to us, uh, but the little doll she says is Taylor. And then the big one has Isaac and probably Zach. Um, I'm pretty sure there, are, there are two people in the big one. And the um, the producer on the pod, on the official podcast said that with Russian Doll, you have to have it. He, he kind of made it seem like there were a dozen people involved, and they we're going to see like a you know a thousand of these dolls out there. But he said you have to have at least a minivan to bring Russian Doll to the to set. So that sounds like three people, not two. Um, but they're going to do them all in black SUVs anyway, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm I'm pr- I'm pretty sure there's three people involved. I I liked that they embellished in the same way that Michael Jackson did. I thought it was pretty. It sounded pretty good. It sounded like a faithful recreation of the song to me. Yes, they they didn't try and go out and make it their own. No. And for the most part, they did the same thing with "Shallow," in the in the sneak peek from last week. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, the guesses, Jenny said Lady A or Boys to Men, which that's the, on- the only thing that makes me think Boys to Men is even a possibility is because of the Ms. Fitz Toys store. 
Um, well, there's there's another. Oh, they're from Philly. Yep. Yeah, and that's what Jenny said that too. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, those, she said Lady A, Boys to Men. Nicole was going down the path of like a cast type thing, um, like Vanessa Hudgens and some. I didn't write it down. Somebody from from uh, High School Musical. Then she said Matthew Morrison and Kevin McHale from Glee, and then Ken was saying Gwen Stefani and Tom Tom Dumont. I'm pretty sure these are all males, though. Yes. I don't. I don't think. I don't think those last two fit. Just just by the way they sound, I'm pretty sure it's a all male group. So, if I'm a betting man, my money's on Hanson. If only because all the Hanson stands out there were just blowing up the the comments of like, oh, I know who that is, um, and that includes my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to well. One other thing, though, to sure. possibly push boys to men. I'm looking up some stuff on them. Uh, 97, global tour to promote the album Evolution, successful in terms of ticket sales, but behind the scenes, racked by conflicts with their record label and internal conflicts among the members of the group. Um, and then their only studio, then in 99, Motown, the label they'd win with, been with, parent company Polygram, Universal Music Group, Motown was merged with UMG's Universal Records, where Boys to Men found themselves reassigned. Hmm. Uh, their only studio LP album for Universal was chiefly written and produced by the group itself in an attempt to update their sound and ward off critics who questioned the group's reliance on Babyface's hit-making song craft. So there's that struggle of you know wanting to sound one way but feeling pressure to be a manufactured sound in another way. I feel like that could describe literally half of the music industry, though. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Th- that's, I, if that's it's not there. if it's not hand if it's not Hansa because of the Z's because of the Philadelphia and because that's a prominent part of their story too. I think I don't think it sounds. I like, like I like Hanson, but I think Boys to Men could be a could be a dark horse for him. I I think that's not only a dark horse, but probably a horse that's still in the stable. I don't I don't think that's a well. And there's only three members of the group now, touring and performing. It used to be four, but it's down to three. Hmm. Maybe they could add more and then put some more dolls out there. Who knows? Well, now I'm saying you would have two, the one, yeah, yeah. and then two in the big one. Yeah, that like like Hanson is a trio now, or has always been a trio. But you know, Boys to Men used to be four, but now there's only three in the group, which would with what we were hearing with the voices. All I know is my sports brain, if they put any hockey clues, is immediately going to go Hanson Brothers from Slapshot, Hanson Brothers from Hanson. <laughs> yeah. Like, immediately. So, I, my eagle eye is looking out for that, even though I doubt it will ever happen. Prove me wrong, Mass Singer. Prove me wrong. <laughs> All right. Russian Dolls, I thought they were great. Um, yes. So- and then, very solid. I think they're going to go... There was a fun. lot of strength. Yeah. They have at least three performances, because... They they performed this week. They've put out the the uh, the sneak peek that I'm pretty sure was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, of them of them performing shallow, I guess in two weeks, um, and then which has I, a Nick Cannon voice comment in it. That too, yeah, I alluded to that earlier, and thanks for pointing that out. So they get probably halfway there at least, because um, I imagine their production. That would be about two weeks, and I guess that's how long Nick would have to stay isolated with his his Rona situation, uh, as it were. So, 
And and then there was another clip I saw of the smaller Russian doll wearing like a flat bill hat, like a black flat bill hat in like a teaser or something. Some of these teasers, like, they've got to do a better job of like <laughs> figuring out sequentially what to put out there. Because there's, they're basically, just, I mean, granted, some of these people are good enough to go to the final. And so it's not a surprise if one of them goes three or four rounds. But anyway, I think we'll see a lot of the Russian dolls. Probably, I don't, do you think we'll see a third costume or do you think they'll stick with two? Oh. I don't think they go any further than two. No, I, th- I think they, I think they, because the first, I and mean, I think the larger one, is, it looks like it's on casters or something, whereas the smaller one is walking. I think at the very most, they fill up the video wall with like a legion. Yes. <laughs> dolls. I, I think at the very, I, I think at some point they do Seven Nation Army and they just have like a, a, a choir behind them just you know, chanting. I don't, be, but beyond that, I don't think they have a third physical costume. No, I think that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. But. Again, prove me wrong, Mass Singer. Prove me wrong. All right, Seashell. Um, great costume. Love that costume. Love the performance. Um, I made the note that she walked out to California Girl by the Beach Boys. Don't know if that's a clue or not, but I wrote it down. Uh, clues. She said, when I was young, I was pulled, all, I was pulled by the tide all around the world with my family. Uh, never felt grounded. So I found my peace by the shore. When my career took off, it was like a massive tsunami of success. Much like my childhood, I still drifted, uh, wearing many hats, had a cowboy hat. I often wonder if I found my true calling, and that's why I'm here. I'm nervous. I haven't sung in a long time, and I wanted to face my fears, and tonight I hope you pick this shell for keeps. Um, the clue-to-do clue was no two shells are the same. Again, totally useless. Um, <laughs> visual clues. There was a bratwurst with what looked like relish and onion. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a chameleon. There was a cowboy. And that was hat. one that Clue will do highlighted later. Yes, the bratwurst was. Uh, there was a chameleon. There was a cowboy hat, a witch's broom, and a bell. And then you made a note here. Explain. The Clue package had a lot. Had a quite often had a very distinctive animation style that drew me back to the Smashing Pumpkins video for Tonight Tonight. Okay, I'm unfamiliar with that. Old style animation, especially a lot of the undersea effects and stuff like that. And that video, you know, I don't know if there's a connection or if it was just, you know, using that visual because I think it's an awesome visual style myself. But to me, that was very distinctive. I don't know yet if that's a clue or not. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, She's saying, listen to your heart by Roxette. Uh, I thought she seemed a little nervous before she started, but after that, wow. Mm-hmm. Which is really good. Uh, Heather Heather used the word effortless. And I thought that was about right. Um, and then I liked I liked how she kind of opened it up about halfway through. But like just but didn't but didn't go over the top. No, I think she has further to go. I think she has more to give there. And I hope she does. Yes. Um because we only we only had one female contestant this week. Um and it looks like we will probably only have two more, maybe, if Phoenix is female. Not including the wild cards, obviously, but I, I'm, I'm kind of looking well, for a little more chameleon. variety. Or chameleon. You're right. You're right. But Black Swan, most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grandpa Monster could be. Who knows? But Or Piglet, for that matter. 
I mean, heck, the last the, the last season of um, of the British version had Joss Stone as a as a sausage. So, I mean, and she won the dang thing. Um, she's really good too. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so she sang uh, "Listen to Your Heart" by Roxette was great. Um, and then afterwards, she said, "Always wanted to sing on stage. I used to way back, but stopped stopped to pursue other careers. Got a feeling it wasn't. Oh, that was your note." Um, so I don't think I don't think half of these clue half of these guesses rather make any sense. But what what do you no. think about that that blurb from her? I get the feeling that it was, and you know maybe this is me watching too much, you know, behind the music, and, you know, and all that stuff. But um, I got the feeling that it wasn't necessarily always for other career interests. That it may have been for personal or family reasons that she stepped away for a while. And, and that kind of threw me down the route for my guess on this one that I did come up with. So, and who is that? Right now, I want to go with a classic '80s voice, Tiffany. Interesting. Again, I'm unfamiliar. So, oh, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley. <laughs> I'm Tiffany, sorry. Yeah, the, she was. I mean, one of the early pop stars of the 80s. Um, Early on in her career, New Kids on the Block opened for her on her tour. Interesting. Um, She had a big hit, um, I Think We're Alone Now, was her big hit. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. She was one of the ones that in the 80s did the big shopping mall tours. They would go to the big shopping malls and you know do a concert inside the shopping mall. And that actually up. framed the bat work, uh, background for one of her videos. Okay, but what is a shopping mall? Is that like is that like Amazon, but like a store, like a like a physical one? Yes, and there's all these little <laughs> subsellers. There's all these little individual sellers who each specialize in their own uh, brand of their own category of merchandise. And then there's a food court where you have Sbarro and you have this really weird Chinese place, um, that everybody knows you only eat these dishes, not these. And there's a <laughs> great American cookie and there's a pretzel. And if you're really lucky, like in Jackson, Tennessee, you had a Chick-fil-A in your food court. And... <laughs> anyway, Tiffany, you think it's Tiffany, maybe. I think it's a possibility. Okay. Um, looking up some stuff on her in 1981, Tiffany debuted with country music singer Jack Reeves at a country and western venue in Chino, California, passed a hat among the crowd afterwards, and collected a little bit over $200 So what was her first career earnings. She came out to California Girl. Tiffany is from California. And she had kind of that period in her time that... She was still doing some recording and stuff, but not a lot. She was focusing on some other venues. Um, Career Avenue, she took some time away for uh, family reasons and some stuff like that as well, I believe. So, and the voice is, mm, could be her voice. I need to listen to some more stuff on that, but... That's just kind of where I've got the vibe right now. Probably am going to be totally wrong, but honestly, and I mean, yes, I am biased. It's my guess. I think it's a better guess than anybody, any of the judges, any of the panelists put out there. Well, that's a low bar. Um... <laughs> on on this one, definitely. <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing. So I don't know enough about her to say no. My only problem is if, if the whole thing was um, 
I always wanted to sing on stage. I mean, that, that could be just like I always wanted to, and I always, and then I always did. But she said, I stopped to pursue other careers. I mean, did she really stop singing? I mean, as far as it being, I mean, she was still doing it, but it wasn't like her main. I don't think it was necessarily her main earning or her main. She had some things that took her away from it. Interesting. Oh, she made but, a cameo appearance in How I Met Your Mother in the episode Sandcastles in the Sand. That's interesting because there was a sandcastle on the beach. Yeah. She began be singing at age four when she learned the words to Delta Dawn. Hmm. So, you know, so she was singing from an early age. Let's see if there's anything else that would. No, oh, she was Judy Jetson in the Jetsons movie. That's interesting. <laughs> and she's been on robot chicken okay well who hasn't yeah. um <laughs> okay i mean i i'd have to go and listen to her honestly like that when it comes to someone i don't know as well i just have to listen to them to to figure out if it's you know something um the, the guesses that were given by the judges you had ken said Jer- sarah jessica parker Anne hathaway kristen shinowith kristen shinowith doesn't make any sense and her legs are Nothing like her stature and just general. That, that co- if that's Kristen Chenoweth, that costume is padded in the legs. I'm she, sorry. Well, and she's she's on lifts and, been, and she's been like uh, doping. Uh, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole went down the Texas route. She saw the cowboy hat and took it literally with Texas, um, which didn't pan out with Seahorse last last episode or last uh, season. But she mm-hmm. went with Dakota Johnson, Renee Zellweger, uh, Hillary Duff. Jenny went the Texas route as well with Jessica Simpson. I don't think it sounds like Jessica Simpson. Um, and then Robin said Jennifer Love Hewitt, which is interesting, but I don't think a good one. So anyway, that was Seashell. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not necessarily strong. I wouldn't necessarily put money on it, but that's just kind of. Well, too bad. You're on the record. <laughs> I mean, I know this I'm is... on the record with it, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I reserve the right to change in the future, but it was just kind of that for me, that's my first impression. That's fine. Well, speaking of first impressions, uh, Raccoon. Woo, buddy. Woo-hoo. Raccoon. He um, he performed, that's for sure. Raccoon got into the Red Bull. Into something. Um, <laughs> so he he's a little shorter than I thought he was, mm-hmm. uh, based on the, the just pictures and stuff that came out. And he was definitely committed to the character of the Raccoon, that's for sure. Yes. So, so good on you for that, Mr. Raccoon. Um, everything else we will talk about. Um, sometimes you get to a happy ending. You have to go through hell first. In my darkest days, I faced death. Desperate to stay sane, I recited my favorite story, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Weird. Um, I was Quasimodo, locked away. Only difference was he was innocent, and I was actually a monster. Kudos for you to you for not being a monster on this show. Um, <laughs> I promised God that if I got a second chance at life, I would do good, and I'm still fulfilling that promise to this day. Cloodledoo's clue was Raccoon is known for being sharp. Um, which, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, visual clues. Very quickly, there was a chocolate donut on a on a platter. Um, it all took most of it took place within a jail. There was a switchblade. Um, there was a magnifying glass he was using to look into a book of Hunchback Notre Dame. Um, and then at the end, he was inside a church, and there was a stained glass window with like raccoon like fighting a snake or something. Yes, that was very obvious. Um, so that was that was weird. It's St. Patrick. 
Sure. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean... So I'm going to use this this term very lightly or very very loosely. He sang um, "Wild Thing" by the performed. Trogs. He performed. Thank you. He recited <laughs> from memory the song <laughs> "Wild Thing" uh, by the Trogs. And um, what were your thoughts on Mr. Raccoon? Well, you referenced a different uh, previous contestant. I said, I think my first text to you was, I believe we have found our white tiger. No, white tiger, at least. No, I think he's Or banana. Banana had a voice. No, I. Yeah. (laughs) But just it it had that kind of feel to it. This is somebody up there. They're not in it. They're not there to compete and win. I think they know they're not going to win. But while they're there, they're just going to have as much fun as the, with it as they can in every aspect. Be it you know the character and the you know being the character of the costume, yeah, how they do the performance. They're just going to throw caution to the wind, get up there, rip it out, have fun, and I enjoyed it. He should have gone home. I think he should have been the one to go home as he well. He should have gone home. Like I just, I understand why you you want to send home the guy who's a, who's an actual puppet. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or something that was definitely a stunt like hey kermit can we borrow you for a week yeah sure um but then oof, don't put him up against raccoon put him in the other group man yeah put him in the other group um super raspy voice on this guy he's definitely older i'm thinking Smoker? he's an actor smoke much <laughs> I, sure i don't know maybe <laughs> it, it had that old smoker voice to me a little bit even in the clue package, like not just singing voice, even the clue package. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he got. I'm glad he had fun, man. I'm glad he had fun, um, and he gets to do it again for some reason. <laughs> uh, Help us. Guesses, guesses. Uh, Nicole said Gary Busey, Nick Nolte, and then Sammy Hagar. She just kind of threw in there, like, oh, what the heck, Sammy Hagar. Um, Ken went down a Mike Tyson rabbit hole, which was nice for him. Um, did you know that Ken was in the Hangover movies? And then Robin. <laughs> Really, I'd never noticed. Yeah, no. yeah. He's he's uh, he's he's in those. Uh, he's also a doctor. Robin said Joe Pesci and Danny DeVito. Definitely too tall for DeVito. Yes, definitely too tall for DeVito. Roughly the same height as as Nisi, who's definitely wearing heels too. But um, and we said Nisi Nash was what five four. So let's mm-hmm. let's say she was five six with heels on. Well, that takes uh, Busey and Nolte right out because they're both six feet, six one. Yeah, they're they're both pretty tall. Um, I have no idea. It's not Danny DeVito. How how tall is Pesci? Uh, Sammy Hagar is five ten, so I think that still puts him a little bit. Yeah, it's not it's not Hagar. I mean, I could I could see an old Joe rocker. Pesci's five four. And, you know, if his boots had a little bit of lift on it, if his costume true. had a little bit of lift on it, that, that's true. That, you know, and... I'm going to have to see some more his, clues. Huh? We'll, we'll pencil in Pesci as being the most probable of, of those of those named. But I don't feel great about it. But I also saw that performance, so... Let's get off of him before, before we dump on him too much. Um... <laughs> The night was rounded out by uh, Porcupine, who very quickly corrected us and called himself Robopine, which was weird. Um, I wrote down he was a very tall dude, and he can move. Um, upon looking at it again, I don't think he's as tall as I thought, because I think Nisi Nash 
well, five nine, five ten is about right. I think he's. I think the quills kind of help throw it a little bit. Yes, the, the, and the, and that's what I kind of look at is I look at where's the eye trying to gauge their height. I look at shoulders. Yeah. So I, I I don't think he's like massive, but I think he's definitely average to above average height. Um, had a whole like robot motif, obviously, to the whole thing. Uh, where I came from, I was forced to grow thick quills, left to fend for myself with nothing but a dream. Went on a mission to get on Hollywood's radar. Used 411 day and night just to make a connection. I'm not sure what that means. Until a certain angel said hello. That random call changed everything. Now I'm on to my next mission. And when I have my mind set on something, nobody can touch me. Uh, Cloodle Doo said Porcupine is skilled at not becoming roadkill. Good pun, bud. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and then visual clues. One of the men in black had a soda. There was a padlock and a key. There was a couple strands of DNA. There was a founding father statue, which I wrote down Hamilton question mark, but upon looking at it again, I think it may have been George Washington. Um, an old cell phone and an angel. Uh, did you anything stick out to you as far as the clues that those clues go? Um, I'm looking something up real quick because you just went back through the um through what Cloodle Do said and I can't, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else on that. Um, but yeah, I didn't pick up on Hamilton for that. I think somebody said, you know, a founding father or something like that. But I, I think I definitely noticed, I was like, oh, if this had been Mass Dancer, everybody would have been naming the whole <laughs> Hamilton cast seeing that. Um, well, they were doing that with Serpent last, last season too. Like that wasn't yeah. just a dancer thing. Um, right. I will say... So four one one is an old reference. That would be a number like you would call for. I know it was information. Yeah, I, I, I knew I knew what it was. I just didn't know like how you're using that to get connections. Um, so I feel like I feel like what I'm saying is like I think the number four one one might be referencing a birthday or something. I don't know. Because one thing we haven't seen a ton of yet are like random numbers. Like we normally get at least a set of random numbers that everyone freaks out about for another month. And like, oh, this is someone's birthday, or is it a zip code, or whatever, or area code. Uh, so let's see, 411 area code is not one, because you have to dial it for <laughs> for info. That makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. His performance, however, was great. Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. What'd you think? Very smooth. Silky. Seasoned, seasoned performer. Definitely a mature voice. One could say uh, 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 soulful. Um, yes. I think he's definitely got an R&B vibe to him. Um, of course, in the middle of it all, Jenny says, could be Jamie Foxx. I don't disagree, but let's give it a minute. Um, did Jenny say it or did Nicole? Jenny, Jenny said it during the performance, but then Nicole said it as an actual guess. Okay. Uh, which before the guesses, he, he claimed to be 60 years old with grandkids, um, which... Jamie Jamie Foxx is what fifty seven I think so. Um, gosh, if it, if it were though, and then and then of course 53. we have fifty three. My mistake. Oh, he's he was he's seven away. Is what I was thinking. Um, I think that's total. I think that's garbage. I think he's just feeding nonsense in. Um, Nicole said Idris Elba, Donald Glover, or Jamie Foxx, and then she paid fifty dollars to the jar. Ken said Lionel Richie, and then Robin said Genuine, who is from Washington D.C. and That's where the Washington connection comes in. 
Um, what do you, what do you think? I, I guess yes or no. Is this Jamie Foxx? Let's start there. What do you think? Possibility finally. I think this is. I think of the group, this is the most likely to be Jamie Foxx. Yes. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, I, when you said that about, you know, Kudulu say, you know, skilled at not becoming roadkill, I was like, oh, who had that episode where they went, you know, running out into traffic, screaming and yelling and stuff like that? I think that was actually Martin Lawrence, though. Really? Has Jamie, has Jamie Foxx... I know Martin Lawrence has had an episode of that. Has Jamie Foxx? Ooh, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't think so. And I and I forgot about that. Yeah. How old's Martin Lawrence? That would be something. Let's see, Martin Lawrence. If that's Martin Lawrence, he has a great voice. Um, Mm -hmm. He's fifty-five. He was born in Germany, which is interesting. Uh. See height, just for the heck of it. Five seven, uh, a little short. I don't know. That's that's a good that's a good jumping point if nothing else. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit stumped on him. Again, we'll need another <laughs> we'll need another look before we uh, have anything on him. I think. But yeah. I thought he was great. Let's rank him while we're here. Um, who do you think was top spot? Ooh, Robopine or Seashell? See, I, I think Dolls had the best go, and then I think maybe Seashell and Robopine just barely 2-3. Yeah. And then what, Snail? Snail should have been next. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think we were robbed there. <laughs> we was robbed. <laughs> I, I understand why, but I think we were robbed there. Yeah. So, well, and the way she announced the vote seemed very quick too. I you think know, it was they a, didn't. I think it was just a tight edit, honestly. Mm, okay. I I don't think that was anything with her. I think it was just a, a really tight edit because I remember thinking like, like we were we were fast forwarding to get through commercials, and I was like, "There's five minutes left. How are they going to get a wild card in here?" And then of course they didn't. Uh, which let's talk about that. So we we don't know a ton about Clue will do. Um, it looks like next week will be, is named Group B Premiere Shamrock and Roll, because it's St. Patrick's Day. And then the week after that is labeled Group A Wild Card Round, Enter the Wild Cards. So it looks like we're mm-hmm. not going to get wild cards until then. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll see what's going on there. I, I, that makes more sense because you're starting with four instead of five. You know, you'd hate to eliminate two people right off the get-go. Because I imagine the wild cards will... Like that's going to factor into two eliminations, two unmaskings. So it'll be interesting. Uh, next week is Group B. Yeah, Black Swan, Chameleon, Grandpa Monster, Phoenix, and Piglet. Um, any initial thoughts on those? I noticed uh, Piglet's little propeller on his beanie is spinning. Yeah, these costumes um, are very good, man. Yeah, Phoenix. I think I'm most excited to see Phoenix. I have a it's, feeling they will be good. Yes, and what they what they look to be doing with the graphics and stuff with it has looked phenomenal in the teasers. I think Black Swan will, could be a very detailed costume on that. Um, we've seen in a teaser Black Swan on a swing. Mm-hmm. So that's something. 
Um, hopefully she doesn't fall like Cotton Candy did. <laughs> they better have but her. she fell like a pro. Remember, Cotton Candy fell like a pro. Well, like an athlete who's used to falling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which she was. Um, so that's, hopefully they got her strapped in a little better. But I don't know. I'm excited. I'm glad that we're into this, especially since my other show, uh, Battle Boss, is about to end So for the season. So I'm glad that we have this to, to, to go back to. Um, with all that said, guys, thanks for, for listening. Hope you'll subscribe. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter at who sung it pod. Reach out to us on Gmail, who sung it pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And that's it for the week. Let's, uh, let's go out there and be safe for the next week and get back to week two. We'll meet group, uh, B of season five. And until then, take care, y'all.